Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Listen Now is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House. I'm going to be in Brisbane for the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March. And... On to Melbourne from there, back home uh, for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival for a big month at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March to the 19th of April. And you can grab tickets for those shows now via mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. If you want to be precise, mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. And if you use the discount code podcast, you will get a discount. That makes sense. Now, on with the show. Get tickets. On with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockinest bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends Cold Chisel. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam. G'day, g'day. This is a bit of an unscheduled extra episode at the end of this season. Surprise. Uh, where, due to popular demand, a lot of uh, big chiz heads out there have been asking us all season, we weren't going to do this, but in the end, they twisted my arm just far enough <laughs> that we're going to do an episode on the 1994 album Teenage Love. Teenage Love. Where did this... Where did so, it fit into the whole... Well, 94 is when they were broken up. So this is um, 10 years after 20th Century came out uh, and still a few years before they got back together to record more songs for The Last Wave of Summer. Uh, and it was made up of unreleased songs that were recorded between 1977 and 1983, so during their first stint. Nice. Obviously, according to Don Walker, most of the time... They were recorded as demos, talking to these tracks, obviously. Yep. So it's just the band in the studio slamming down a new song. For a certain number of them, it's the only time we ever played the song. Wow. Which is pretty wild. When manager Rod Willis discovered a list of Chisel songs, uh, some of the names he didn't recognise, he sent it over to Don, and as Don recounts, I went to a tape drawer I hadn't opened since 1984 and found some of the songs on Rod's list plus one or two others. The quality of the playing was just astonishing. (laughs) Love that. Um, On you, Don. And the other exciting thing about this album in particular is that we can once again ask the question, what's up? Oh, what's up, our man? He didn't didn't review so many of the... He didn't review 20th Century, I don't think, and he didn't review any of the The Reformation albums, but he did review... Teenage Love. Excellent. And he reviewed it thusly. <laughs> Teenage Love is the weakest studio album in Cold Chisel's catalogue. The six, 
I mean, that's a pretty brutal that's a, I mean, that's a solid start. He's definitely got an opinion. Yeah. I mean, and we've already, as we've already discussed, this is a, it's a compilation of songs that they didn't deem good enough or fitting enough to make it to any of their studio albums. Anyway, he goes on. The 16-song set is compiled from outtakes of recording sessions that took place in the period between 1976 and 83. I have it as 77, but maybe you're wrong. That's fine. Are you, know, are you, are you questioning Zup? Is I shouldn't be questioning Zup. I've gone off the details off discogs.com, <laughs> but I should really uh, be listening to the Zup. The Zup? I feel silly for questioning him. Sure, you uh, he goes on to say, one might call this secondary material, but it would be too cynical to simply tag it dredging, in inverted commas, a not uncommon practice in the music industry. Since these songs do date from Chisel's heyday and include at least a couple that saw plenty of live action, including Mona and the Preacher and The Party's Over, it still has plenty of kick to it. The choice tracks are the Zeppelin-esque Teenage Love Affair the old-style rock and roller drinking in Port Lincoln with plenty of fiery guitar work from Ian Maple Syrup Moss. Yes, Mossy. The bluesy payday in the pub, the turbo charged F-111. The turbo. Turbo, charged by turbo. <laughs> oh, it also it also mentions turbo charged. Oh, good, excellent. It's both cool. turbo and turbo. And turbo. And tempe charged ah. F-111, <laughs> uh, which owes more than a little to the Doors LA woman. Oh, I don't really hear that. That's interesting. That is. Uh, I love the song LA Woman as well. So, mm. And I, I think F111 is a bloody slam-a-lama. <laughs> slam-a-lama, not a, not a cum-thumper, a slam-a-lama. Oh, well, it's a cum-thumper and a slam-a-lama rolled into one, Oof. which is a pretty powerful combination. That's It's large. That's a big call. Uh, he says, the set includes the usual cold chisel mix of ballads, rockers, and Things in between, Excellent. but there is nothing here to rival K San, Goodbye Astrid, Bow River, and so on. Yes, it's Chisel's B material, and that's why it wasn't released at the time it was recorded. Well, he, I, well, I, I keep whenever I um I interrupt Zup with a point, he normally comes around and says the same thing later. Yep. I just got to trust Zup. Just trust him. So he says, yes, it's it's Chisel's B material, and that's why it wasn't released at the time it was recorded. But then. Most bands would kill to have this kind of stuff as their A material. Oh, Oy, yes. It brings it way back large. around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good bloody day, mate. I wish he named names. Zup. Yeah. <laughs> Say their names. Who would love it as their A material? You, I mean, it'd be quicker to name the bands who wouldn't, really, wouldn't really. it? Really. Really. I mean. This would be the best album, I reckon, if the Beatles had released it, it'd be their, it'd be seen as their masterpiece. Oh, obviously. Obviously. How is it not seen as Chiz's masterpiece? We'll never know. Well, it's just because they had many more masterpieces. Master Pie? Yeah, Master Pie. <laughs> uh, so that's the that's the review from Adrian's Up. And the last one he ever did. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from him again one day. Zup, I, pick that pen up again, Zup. I feel like we may hear something in the future. Okay. Oh, yes, that's right. On our wrap-up episode, which yeah. we're going to record later today. Oh, I can't wait to hear what Zup has to say, and we'll be putting that out in a few days. Yes, we will. Cool. Oh, that's exciting. I found another article which was kind of cool, uh, published at the time yeah. in uh, Billboard International, written oh, yeah. by music maestro of Australia, musicologist, music historian, man in a hat on TV when I was a kid. He was always wheeled out 
whenever they needed a music expert. This man hat. named, I remember he was wearing a hat. <laughs> 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 but like not a, just not, a, I don't know, like a, it was, he wore a particular kind of hat. I can't wait to anyway, hear I haven't it said so I can uh, Glenn A. Baker. Glenn, a baker. Glenn. Oh, Glenn double N. Glenn double N. Glenn double N. A. Baker. Yeah. You oh, not... he is wearing a hat. Yeah, oh, that was... is a very specific type of hat. Eddie, that's what I, yeah. I, can you show me? Because I'm only vaguely remembering it. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a, like no brim. It's not a sun smart hat. No, absolutely not. It's just There's add a, a bit of color to the That's to the basically noggin. a no hat, no play. Yeah. Kind of shenanigans that well, he's I guess trying to pull. You're protecting your forehead at the very least. Anyway, Glenn A. Baker writes. Glenn A. Baker. Or wrote back in the 80s. Yes. No, 90s. 90s. 94. 94. We're you. up with it. It was recorded in the 80s. This came go. out in the 90s. <laughs> I know there's sticklers out there and I apologize. <laughs> Glenn A. Baker writes. In Australia's volatile domestic recording market, there are probably only two real certainties. That John Farnham would go platinum if he sang the phone book. Yes, Farnsy. I would back that. And that the defunct cold chisel will, year in, year out, outsell most new rock bands with a canon of timeless material that has led to it being accurately labelled Australia's Doors or Led Zeppelin. Is that what they've been labelled? They've been labelled Australia's Doors or Led Zeppelin. Apparently. I love that. I mean, it's large. To me, Led Zeppelin is England's cold chisel. I think that's a better way to look at it. The Doors are the country they're from's cold chisel. I think American. They're American, US. Yeah, but they sort of feel a bit English. But yeah, they are American. They got some Euro about them. BRB, I'm just going to look that up real quick. I'm pretty confident they're they're Americans. Yeah, I'd back that pretty strong. They're Glen A. Americans. Glen A. Americans. An American rock band. Glenn A goes on to say, so far the hard rock and cold chisel has sold almost 3 million copies of the Warner albums it recorded and released between 78 and 84, according to the label. <laughs> according to the label. According to the label. <laughs> Two-thirds of which uh, in the decades since the group's disbandment. Two-thirds of their 3 million albums sold to mid-90s was after they broke up. This is the, the wild thing about chisel. Their, their legend grew. Uh, as wow. After they broke up, which is cool. Uh, by breaking up at its peak and refusing lucrative enticements for a reunion, the outfit enjoys a rare aura that translates into quite staggering sales, which is why the new, in inverted commas, Cold Chisel album, Teenage Love, sold 40,000 copies within a month and is swiftly heading towards platinum status, reports Warner. <laughs> reports Warner. Reports. A little bit of reporting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Indeed, uh, nobody uh. is sure who should honour former manager and current flamekeeper Rod Willis two years' hard labour in the service of this project. Chisel fans or the Royal Society of Archaeologists? Sorry. Glenn A., you've done it again. Oh, bloody hell. Baker. Glenn A., Baker. <laughs> For it is truly an extraordinary archival exhumation. Oh, exhumation. I've really gone with the archaeology. Archaeological. Yeah, he landed it. Uh, when the last Chisel Hits package was released in 1991, which is the one that... Yours, your gold one. That was my golden boy. Uh, the track Misfits was touted as the most any dev- devotee could hope for when it came to shelved songs, which means to stick it up your ass. I was just thinking, t- uh, yeah. Is that an Australianism, shelving I things? I will Google that for us. Luckily, the because... majority of our listeners are Australian. Australian. 
Glenn oh. Australian. <laughs> uh, Where does the term shelving come from? I need to be on Urban Dictionary. I think in this case he means just uh, songs that weren't released. But, I mean, same, he could same. mean same, same. Same, you know, same. Where I mean, would you really? store an unreleased song? Up your ass. Up your ass. <laughs> Get it up your ass. Get it up ya. Get it up ya. <laughs> Get a dog up ya. Get a bloody dog bloody up bloody yeah. Ah. Baker. <laughs> Get a dog bloody Glenn A. Up ya. <laughs> Glenn. Baker. Am I right? <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. On foyer today. Uh, so he goes on to say, it probably was then, but by 1994, after studios had been raided, beds overturned, unlabeled tape boxes checked out, and musicians' mouldy memories tapped, Willis was dusting off no less than 33 tracks from which he and the five band members would select the final 24 that have found release on this album. What? Oh, and on the three collector-oriented singles that are an essential adjunct to it. So there's another eight tracks that you and I haven't listened to, that means, Jesus. On, that also, came out on three separate singles. Urban Dictionary claims that shelving came specifically from Wagga Wagga. Really? Mm. Well done, Wagga Wagga. That's a nice... I'm friends with the king of Wagga, Dane Simpson. Do you know that? The king of? I don't know who that is. Well... Should I? Yeah. Well, yeah you've obviously never been a Wagga Wagga. I have not. He's a comedian. Ah, sick. Very funny man and the king of Wagga Wagga. Do I need to plug his anything? He doesn't need any plugs. He's the king. Oh, okay. I mean, do yourself a favour, check him out, but, you know, he doesn't need any plugs. <laughs> Bastard. Glenn A. Baker goes on to say, the 16 tracks on Teenage Love are not the best things Cold Chisel ever recorded, but they are far from the worst. As an album, they have more grit than the songs on 20th Century the final studio offering. The ballads, notably the gospel-ish, geez, 20th century gets a, depending on when and who you're talking to, it'll it'll get love or hate. Uh, I feel like usually though. Talking to me at any time, the love. Yep. You or Glenn A. Baker. Glenn A. Baker. Abaca. What if it's Abaca? Oh, just... Abaca. Abacus. Yeah. Uh, the Abacus <laughs> clan. I believe um, that's where they got the name from, was from ah, Glenn Baker. Baker. Yeah. The ballads, notably the gospelish It Ain't Wrong and the exquisite Metho Blues, drenched in Ian Moss's dauntingly good blues guitar. Yeah, dauntingly is such a big... Um, isn't it like word, descri- descriptive word, it and then he goes like good, dauntingly good, dauntingly, dauntingly good, dauntingly okay, <laughs> is what it sounds like. Yeah. So it he, was dauntingly all right. It's <laughs> quite a mix. <laughs> uh, so he goes. So those ballads uh, he calls truly tortured, and the rockers Ooh. as exemplified. By the screaming teenage love affair, recorded for but omitted from the first album, and Suicide Sal still threaten with what one critic has called their desperation and savage grace. This next paragraph doesn't make sense to me. I'll read it as written. Okay. See if I'm being silly here. The adult, comma, responsible Jimmy Barnes cannot assault a song with the same menacing intensity as he did when he was the front man of Cold Chisel. What? Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. Yep. Let's never speak of that again. What's his name? Glenna Baker? Glenna Baker. Forgotten. Many of these tracks, which span eight years and highlight, perhaps more than anything else, the deft 
intuitive and often soul and gut wrenching songwriting skills of Don the Sausage Walker. <laughs> I added the sausage. I added the sausage. How have we not in- involved that? How have we not? I think had we this did. Going? We did early days. Of, it was Don the Sausage Walker. Why do we lose it? I don't know. Let's this bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back in these late stages. That uh, the five members found enough common ground in these songs to sanction their release as a surprise of sorts, as is the fact that they went along with Willis and Walker's insistence that all of them be issued without any overdubs. That's interesting. So a lot of them demos, and they uh, Walker said, "We're Just not going to overdub them. Let cool. release as is," which you know that some of those sound is so strong. Yeah. Uh, it comes not long after three of the members collaborated on a taut ballad called Stone Cold, a track for Barnes' 1993 R&B album, Heat. Oof. Uh, it did take us some time to get over some niggly things, and there had been some sour grapes, so it was the first time that any of us had worked together since the split. It was a real milestone, said Barnes, who is now based in the south of France. Jeez, that was, he was, was having a wild time then, Yeah, wasn't I forgot he? about that period of life. Yeah. Bit of French. Bit of French. <laughs> when Ian Moss played guitar on it in the studio, it was all so chisel-esque that it made the hair stand up on the back of our necks when we played it back. You tend to forget how great a songwriter Dom Walker is until you sing his songs. That's still Barnsley talking yep, about. Yeah, that's beautiful. Chisel sound was created by the times, he reflects. We built our whole repertoire image or whatever around a period. We were angry with disco and the way things were going musically, so we got out and played dirty rock and roll. Teenage Love is just as much a collection of great tales as great songs, and some of them may eventually be told, not just because the title track was written after a gig in the South Australian industrial city of Wyala when the band had just been blown off stage by ACDC, and Walker decided they needed a rip-roaring closer to ensure that it never happened again. Excellent. That's why I wrote, isn't that interesting? That's why I wrote uh, the title track. Um it also mentions, this is just finishing out this article on a wild note, uh, he goes, uh, Barnes's composition, Hands Out of My Pocket, which is the album opener, came out of a bizarre incident on Christmas Day when a Hare Krishna cousin of Jimmy's conducted a self-immolation rite in a bathtub. Truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. I mean, they set himself a lot. That's fucked up. Doesn't that change the meaning of that song? <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. shit. Feeling like shit. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Should we, let's uh, crack on and listen yeah. to some of these tunes. Have a little squeeze so, and squeeze. Uh, there's a couple, maybe I'll read a couple of, so in the uh, poll for the final episode, mm. I, I added a, a, section at the end where people could write a little message or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let me find where it is. And this is what why I messaged you a couple of days ago saying, hey, let's, 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 do, do, let's do a Teenage Love episode. Yeah. And there was – I'll just read it. There's three at least who m- mentioned it. We're out of it. Including uh, No Name Left, which says, 
I've been enjoying your shows. Why haven't you reviewed Teenage Love? It may have been a B-Sides album, but there were three singles from it. I'm like, oh, holy shit, three singles. Yeah, we missed that one. <laughs> uh, and then uh, someone else said, don't forget Teenage Love has some real cum thumpers and excellent ballads like Metho Blues. Don's We're All Gonna Die starts very slow and has some killer rockers like My Girl and incredible epics like Eternity that would have been amazing chisel songs. Huh. I guess they are chisel songs. And finally, is there? I don't even. I don't remember those. I don't remember my girl or eternity. Am I okay? I'm glad it's not just me because I was (laughs) panicked for a second. Yeah, so I I think I'm. I've missed something here. They're not on the six. Oh no! Okay, sorry. Let me. I think I just all I did was skip over a full stop. Don't forget, teenage love (laughs) has some real (laughs) come thumpers and excellent ballads like Metho Metho Blues. Full stop. There we go. Don's We're All Gonna Die starts very slow and has some killer rockers like My Girl, Incredible Songs Like Eternity that would have been. So that's uh, uh, a Don Walker solo album. Gotcha. Which I haven't listened to yet. I'm so excited after yeah. finishing this just to, just in my own private life without, without deadlines, just, just go just through and listen listening. to all sorts of Don work. Jeez, I've just I put the whole of Cold Chisel on just shuffle. Great. And I enjoy it. I want to see. I just. Part. I want to see Don Solo real bad. Yeah. I just want to see him sing a whole show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be so cool. Oh man! Uh, finally, someone else said, "Please do a bonus Chiz episode featuring the Teenage Love album." I added the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to picture how they've like used capitals and <laughs> nah. lowercase to get that across. Nah, that was all me. So please, please. <laughs> So let's do it. 16 tracks, uh, starting with Hands Out of My Pocket. This real bouncy. I love this bouncy riff. Here we go. Back to the cum thumping overall. I was very happy that this was like. It's a cum thumper. the top 10 single. I cannot believe that we missed it completely. Like, I just thought it was a leftovers. The second, third, third <laughs> highest ever charting single. That was? Yeah. How have neither of us ever heard it before? I don't know. And it's not on any of the greatest hits. Yeah, I guess because, I mean, they didn't even see it worthy of Putting on, so yeah. it was recorded. Yeah, it was in, recorded in 1980 for East. Wow! So it didn't I make. I think how it would have fit onto East though. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, there's a couple of tracks on East that I don't love. It's, True. East is a weird album, which is like it's such a cracking album, but there's two songs on it that I don't. Two of the very few songs in their whole back catalogue that I don't really care for it what are songs? on that album. Uh, track number two, I think, is a Mossy. Uh, Not, never before. Never oh, before. I love that. Yeah, song. I know you love you love it. I, it's funny though. Like we have that yeah. thing. A few things. I'm like, how do you not love that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for whatever reason, it just doesn't Didn't jive with me. Uh, uh, and what was the other one? So I would I would have been happy to swap that for hands out of my pocket. The other one was uh, best kept lies. I think. Yeah, I don't think that grabbed me too much. Which is fine. Either. Never before, for some reason, that one really. Yeah, it's uh, a banger. I, I just don't. I Maybe don't, just because it's Mossy. I don't know. But then I, mean, I, don't, I, love I don't like Mossy. any of Mossy's slow stuff. So And I do. Yep. Janelle. Right. We'll, we'll do. No, never speak the name. 
it's all right. We'll discuss that in our finale. So that one was hands out of my pocket, written by Jimmy about that wild incident, and yeah, recorded in 1980 for the East album. Then track two, nothing but you, written by Steve Prestwich. Smooth, smooth riffage. It's like a real nice, like you're doing a sway, you're clicking along. You got your eyes shut, probably, and a stubby in one hand. It's good. There's a woman, oh, don't you know? Always on my mind. Ding a ling. He didn't put one in there, but he could have. He could have. I'm a tough child. Met her one time so long ago. I was so unsure. Ding a ling. I was lost I really like this album. That's a good driving song, I reckon. Great. So good. What a hot start. Two crackers. The Into third it. track is the first Dawn of the album. Uh, record 93. It's called When the Sun Goes Down. This is such a weird song. Like, this could fit That's on a real, somewhere. Yeah, it's a real genre track, right? Yeah. Like, they throw these up all the time. It's almost like a genre tribute. Bit a big band. So you reckon it could just be like... Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, and this bit reminded me of the opening song on Hairspray, the yeah, remade right. version. She's always like, uh-oh-oh. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know what it's like. Uh, it's like uh, really musical Yeah. And like, like 50s. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like, like uh, you... Bit of 50s. Expect to hear it in the Happy Days. Yeah. That's what I mean, like in Greece or something. Yeah, like yeah, it would just be... totally. But they do, they do that. They've got all these sort of one-off genre tunes. Mm. Uh, you could put a mix together that just almost knocks off all sub-genres of rock. Pretty much. Uh, then the next track, Suicide Sal, is a banger by Jimmy from 81. I think it might have been... That timed out, I think, to mean it was for the Circus Animal. Uh, session. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, would have been happy for it to have made the cut on it, even though that is such a, that's a pretty much perfect album. So, I mean, it says something that this, how good this track is. <laughs> yeah, it didn't even make it onto an album. Not bad. Then we go back to the uh, self-titled sessions. Back this one recorded in '77. Another Don. It ain't wrong. Which I mean is right up your alley. I bet. <laughs> I like it. Gets me right in the feels. <laughs> it ain't wrong to steal a bag. Oh yeah, what an opener. When you're poor and feeling low, there's no sense in those reliable. What a vocal. Looking down on those 
I should have said um, track two was also a single and it made 16 on the charts. The Nothing fuck? but you, yeah. Another, one of their highest. So weird. Well, the, the appetite was so strong for Chisel oh, at that point. They, they were yearning yeah, for Yeah, gotcha. So, like uh, Glenn A. Baker was saying, they were, they were just lapping it up. Glenna Baker? Glenna Baker. Glenna uh, Baker. So then we go. <laughs> Glenna Baker. Glenna Baker. <laughs> we go on another Don. It's basically the... Uh, title track Teenage Love Affair Which is a fucking rip snorter I do love a good rip snorter A real cum thumper. thumper Don't leave me high and dry Oh you son of a bitch <laughs> What's happening here Technical difficulties I, I don't have time to edit this episode This What's is all going to be in What's happening I'm putting this straight Oh here we go <laughs> play on no notice it's cool <laughs> so this, this was the one that was written in response to being blown off the stage by Akadaka and then they never used it in a no they, I'm guessing they played it live a little bit back in the day but uh, I wish it made the album this would have improved self-title this That's a better, bit is that not like early 90s like not big grunge yeah don't you reckon and then oh, that's a banger. Come something. Alright. Yeah, I really, I think it was a mis- To me, this was a mistake to have left it off the self titled. Yeah. Um, I reckon I, that's a cracker. It's a, it's a cracker. But it, yeah, I. I don't, yeah, I don't know why whose decision it would have been to leave it off. But you know how uh, Barnsey in his book said he kind of doesn't think the self-titled album was rocky enough? Yeah. And obviously that would have instantly rocked it up. Put it right up. And it was only an eight-track album. There oh, was, they had space for there it. There was space. Oh. I can't believe, uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm not, Cheers, I'm not fully talk. against uh, a tight, efficient Album, no point putting more than's required, less is more, and all that. But yeah, closing out the album with that track, oh, that would have changed things for banger. me, I reckon. Absolute banger. Uh, track seven is another Steve Prestwich, uh, Monica, and I believe this is the one, the only track in their history that was recorded without Don playing on it. Wow, uh, and it was he said he just couldn't play in this vibe, couldn't play in the style. Yeah, that's a real like playing a playing a guitar, guitar high up on yeah. your chest, like. This is recorded in '82. Yeah. 
then. Track eight is Mona and the Preacher, another Don. Back to the uh, 77 session. This was one that got played live a bit. The next track's one of my favourite uh, song titles. Drinking in Port Lincoln. Excellent. Another Don. This one was in recording 76. Uh, this was in 76. All right. Uh, <laughs> So, it turns oh, out that, like, right. funky little... Oh, yeah. Is that Big Phil Small on the bass? That'd be... 76 he was in the band, I believe. This is, like, wildly early, then. Yeah, this is... Listen to it go. Yeah, it is. Big Phil. Big Phil Small. Cracking tune. How old would Jimmy have been in this? 76. Like 20 odd? Yeah. He was born in 56, I think. Yeah. So, he's 21, if that's right. Bloody hell. I cannot get over this bass. She's quick. Uh, then we got another Jimmy composition, Payday in a Pub. The solo one. in the East Sessions as well, I think. This is like the music I imagine playing when 
when I wake up hungover, I have to, like, you know, as a early teen or, uh, sorry, early 20s, Yeah. and you got to, like, walk home from your mate's place and one of your shoes is broken. <laughs> like, that's that kind of music. Should be a bit, yeah. A bit like, we had a good night, but I'm feeling it today. <laughs> yeah. Squinting into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I bring sunglasses? So low. Uh, speaking of blues, the next one's Metho Blues. Bit of Metho. Bit of Metho. This is, Jesus, I've got a lot of good songs on this album. This one's a real feeler. Right in the guts. Enter in the guts. Right in the guts. Bit of Metho. Hit me. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, jeez Louise. Shockingly, I'm less than impressed with this song. Really? The, the vocals? It's like, he's got great vocals. Oh, my hair's on the back of my neck. No, I'm just kind of like... Bring the drums in. Bit of drums. One more day of chasing, catching. That shows you how how I've not listened. I've, I've listened to this album about six times, mm. but I normally listen to them about but twenty before an episode. Yeah, it was a it was a last minute decision. I'm still loving enjoying it. it. Yep. Oh, oh, moss. Oh, syrupy, syrupy guitar, syrupy vocals. Kind of does it lift and sort of just oh there's a builds a little bit anyway. Oh this song is sick. So good. Oh Mossy's also about 22 at this point. Fuck isn't, that, what, isn't that fucking wild? How's a 22-year-old singing and playing like that? No. Fucking hell. Jeez. Uh, the next track is Yesterday's, the third single off the album, also charted at number 23. And I think there's another cracker. There's actually well, it was one that stood out to me earlier listening to it. Did it? It's a realisation I've had multiple times, but just all elements of this band are great. Yep. yep. And then they come together and make something even better than some of the pubs. All of the goodness. That's a, a real special band. Yesterday. 
And then the next track, track 13, is Big Phil Small's only composition from the album called Notion For You. He likes a solid um, piano piece in his tunes, doesn't he? Yeah. That's a great melody, too, still. Very hooky songwriter. Yeah, yes, he is. Uh, and then another one. We've come across this next one before. Uh, F111, which we heard on Ringside, right? Yeah, and I think I called it F111. No, I think I called, I called it F111. I called it, yeah, I called it F111, and you laughed at me. I don't know if I understood... You did. You go, did that's... I? Yeah, and then you corrected me. Oh. What a Are weird... you sure it didn't happen the other way around? I'm pretty sure that's the way it happened because <laughs> well, I, I heard the episode, so I, I was in it, and then I heard it again and, and uh, felt shame all over again. <laughs> <laughs> or was it... Or maybe it was... No, it was... Um, you might be right. Maybe it was um, Munro. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We're just experiencing HQ. collective... Oh, no, that was a different one, HQ454. Yeah, I think I fucked that one up. Yeah. Anyway, here's... <laughs> F111. Here's F111, <laughs> which is a, another cum thumper. Chunky, how's that chunky? Real chunky. It's a very quite a different song. I, mean, I think I prefer the ringside version, maybe. Does this not remind you of, like, again, I think I've said this for a few different songs, but, like, a Mario Kart, like, level on the 64? Nothing reminds me of a Mario Kart level on the 64, but I can Why? I can maybe I guess I didn't play it enough. I played Moo Moo Farm okay. a lot and Rainbow Road, but you always fell off the fucking track. <laughs> Not with this song playing, I always straight in the straight up straight, straight in the sky with the F one one one. So this was also recorded in 81, I think for the Circus Animals session, and it was written by Don. It's a banger, no doubt about that. Next one is an interesting one. It's a Jimmy written track called Little Bit of Daylight. (laughs) It actually is. This was then re-recorded by Jimmy Solo. 
That's right. And was it just called Daylight or and something? And it was changed to Daylight, yeah. Do you want to hear a bit of that? He recorded for for the work class man and for body swerve. Yeah, yeah, play it. Maybe hear, hear a bit of the for the work class man version. Yeah, do it. So this is him solo. Cool. Quite different. Definitely sounds well, this, like this for the was the album recorded man. for for the Americans. That's right. So I don't know. The American producer. We need. A little bit of backup singing there, really. Bit of backup singers. Slowing it down a little, too. Yeah. And then this is the body swerve version. That's just three different songs. Yeah, three very different. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, they kept the vocals, yeah, though. Okay. That wasn't especially for the Americans. What a great album, though, Working Class Man. You love it. Yep. You love it. And barnstorming. So we're nearly at the end. There's one track left, which I imagine is another that you don't love heaps. But it, I reckon be it's correct. It's, still a, it's a beautiful song by Don. The party is over. This was recorded in the East Sessions in 1980. We got a bit of live play as well, apparently. When I walk with you. This is down in the jazz club basement. Yes, it is. The ancient streets, the ancient sound. Is this Mossy? Yeah. That we used to know. That's, why do you think I was getting my pancakes out? <laughs> Drizzling this all over the top. So syrup. But yeah, you're right. It's some, yeah, no. The party's over. But it's a, sl- a little more gravel than normal. Yeah, this is definitely a very different uh, vocalization from Mossy. His vibrato, though, is beautiful. Beautiful vibrato. Vibrato. All right. It's, um, what does it get to the... It's just, it's just a nice tune. Which, and I know you don't like nice, so... (laughs) You're not ready to make nice. More of a Um, cum-thumping fan. (laughs) Just doesn't sound good. Uh, I don't, so I don't know, do we... I mean, are we putting this in with the other albums? It's probably Um, unfair to it to um, do it. It it also feels like this was a bit of an afterthought album, and it. I mean, we could do. It's been a bit of an afterthought on the pod. True. Uh, I would. I'd equally love. I don't. Not equally, but I. I would put it up there as a high mark, very enjoyable album, like I did for all the the other albums. Rest of them. Yep. Uh, Not at the top. Probably closer to the bottom end, but I still. I think it's a great collection of uh, tunes. Yeah. Um, and um, did you did you pick a couple of favourites from it? Oh, that's a tricky one. I'd say I really love Suicide Sal. Yep. Uh, I mean, I I like so many tracks off this. Uh, Drinking in Port Lincoln mm-hmm. is great. Metho Blues, mm-hmm. so good. F one eleven, I love. Um, Yesterday's. Oh, see, I mean, I'm just naming <laughs> most of the songs on the <laughs> You're album. Just going through the tracks again. Did I say Teenage Love Affair? No, so, but. Um, yeah, so I, 
maybe if I was just picking picking quick, which uh, won't be a my mind would change about it. If I played this for another week, it would mm. change so many times. Uh, but maybe I'd say uh, Metho Blues and Suicide Cell, a couple of cheerf- cheerful song titles. Nice. Um, I also had Suicide Cell. Yeah, cool. Uh, and I thought Teenage Love Affair was Yeah, it's a cracker. That's a cracker. That's, a cracker. Cracker. That's definitely in the mix for me as well. Yeah. Do you, do you have anything in the letter bag or are you going to save all that up for the last step? Um, no, I've got a couple of letters we can read out. Well, let's open the letters bag to Alan. Uh, we're not, we're not going to give it a, are we going to give it a, a coldness rating? Um, yeah, let's, why not? I'd say, I'd, I'd give it a, I'd say something like a three. I was going to go a four. Yeah. Three. It's three, like, it's, it's, it's got a few absolute crackers. It's got a few that I'm a bit eh, about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the crackers are cracking. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm rating it differently because I know what it is. Yeah. If yep. this came out as a, like, criticisms of it might be it's a bit, uh, it's a not super cohesive. And, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that's, well, I know that's that that's for full, a good reason. Yeah. That was recorded at all sorts of different times. But I think it still works as a, uh, you know, with the knowledge of all that, it, yeah. it works together quite well. Somewhat. Uh, let's let's see who you've who've you got there in the, the letters bag. Um, today we have got Andrew Swan, uh, who saw Cold Chisel's last gig on the tour, the most recent tour. Hopefully not the last. Oh, he saw the last, the last one on he the saw, tour. Saw the last. I I think I saw him comment on something online. I said, "You're no relation to." Jimmy. Yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> Were you? And he said, "Unfortunately not." Devo. But I mean, how many swans do you know? That's got to be some chance. Come on, Swanny. Andrew Swanee. Um, so he says, hey, guys, saw Cold Chisel's last gig on the tour at Ceramet Winery last night. Uh, what Oof. a cracking show. Uh, it was pouring down rain, muddy and sloshy any- everywhere. And honestly, I think it was such a great way to see them live. Such a good selection of songs. Got to hear yet another remixed version of Bow River and When the War is Over. Uh, Barnsey and Mossy in particular were on fire. Uh, glad they closed out with Goodbye Astrid Goodbye as well. Uh, solid uh, 10 out that. of 10. Oh, we did. Yeah. That's why he's got a little cheeky face on the little <laughs> post tongue pokey outy face. What a lo- bastard, Andrew. Would have loved that, but that actually makes me furious. Oh, makes someone else furious. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes over the mountain. Oh, actually, you're... <laughs> Where are you going with that? I'm just thinking, this, this guy looks as angry as I feel. Jimmy? The fact that we didn't. Oh my god, here it comes. <laughs> really wish I got to see Goodbye Astro Goodbye, but. It's fine, it's cool, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, that concert. We're not even stressed about it. <laughs> it was basically a faultless show. It would have been a nice little cherry <laughs> on the top, that's all. That's all we're asking for. Um, he says, solid 10 out of 10 gig would put myself through that horrible weather again for it. Absolutely bloody right. Love it. Swanny other. Yes, Swanny. Extra Swanny. Um, what else have we got here? Just reading shit out. Excuse me while I fix my own computer. Uh, we've got Sam Long uh, has written to us again. I think he wrote into us earlier in the season. Um <coughs> Sam Long, uh, been a while since I emailed, wanted to save room for others, uh, but I had to say thank you for introducing me to Chisel. You are bloody welcome, Sam. 
Um, to paraphrase Matt's joke about his own bass playing, I am a guitar owner, but not quite good enough to be considered a player. Uh, but uh, learning some of Maple Syrup Moss's guitar parts has made the last few months great. Fuck yeah. Send us a video when you get half decent. Well, if you can play Mossy guitar, then I'm I'm ready to graduate you to guitarist. Some, oh, guitarist. Yeah. Beyond you, guitar You've been owner. updated. You've been updated? Upgraded. Upgraded? Yeah. What am I trying to thank you? Um, thanks again. Can't wait to learn some more great Aussie tunes. Uh, I also have a confession. I love Build This Love. <laughs> uh, I remember listening to the album before listening to the podcast. Uh, after listening to your opinions of it, I really re-listened uh, to it to see if there was something I missed, but I still love it. Oh, I, I well, was I've, probably the only person who voted for it in the poll. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think, oh, no, it got a few, a bit of love, um, but we'll, um, you'll hear all about that uh, on Monday. But it it's um, turned me around as well. I quite like it now. I have. I think it was a real builder. It's grown on me. It's yeah. grown on me. The the start's the hardest part anyway. Yeah, Even early on, I quite liked when he when it uh, changes vibe sort of yeah, a minute in. Yeah, yep. I reckon it's a banger. But it's just that opening bit that, uh, that took me a while to get into. Yeah. But, but I, I see it now. Um, he's also given us his um, ratings for all of the albums bar Teenage Love. Uh, and he... His favorite was Barking Spiders at negative ten. Uh, wow, the next, that's the next, cold. the next closest was Circus Animals at one degree. He's pretty much Holy like you, shit. and the coldest he gave, uh, sorry, the warmest he gave was only three point five, and that was for no plans. Uh, and he has also rated Listen Now Pod. Oh at yeah, zero degrees. You're good, but you're no barking spider. <laughs> you wow. know what? I'll cop that. Yeah, we're that's better. Than, bloody fair. Better than all of their studio albums. Okay. <laughs> I mean, am I offended by that? Absolutely not. Um, thank you, Sam, our favorite listener now, just by chance. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. That's, yep. Awesome. Oh, well, tune in in a few days' time if you want to hear more uh, ratings and whatnots. Did, did you have any more letters there in the bag? That is closed up for today. All right. Well, we'll see you in a few days to boot this baby home with yeah. our final episode of the season. Uh, but until then... Goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.